0: Hi, this is Sensei James Leonelli from Sensei's Weekly Mindset, and I'm here to talk to you about BetOnline.net. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all of your pro and college football betting needs and sports info this football season. Find all of the latest football league developments, game matchups, news, including this year's opening week's games. BetOnline is your continued source for all of your sporting wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all of your favorite sports, including MLB, boxing, golf, and my personal favorite, MMA. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at Bet online as well. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in the action. BetOnline.net, where the game starts. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Sensei's Weekly Mindset. I'm Sensei James Leonelli, owner and head instructor of Tiger Shulman's in Smithtown. Once again, I am back in my home recording space. This week, I am not joined by my furry co-host, Slade, as uh, Mrs. Sensei is home as well as I am recording, so therefore, you know, he he chose mama over me, so I, I can understand that choice though. But nonetheless, I am back. Uh, to give you guys a little bit more food for thought uh, a little bit more to think about and a mindset for the week and it's funny this all stems from a conversation i was having the other day and uh, i was having a conversation the other day with the other main instructor in my school dominic and dominic and i were going over a bunch of things and we we use a a bunch of systems to stay organized i know that that really isn't much of a surprise to anybody But we use many, many systems to stay organized. And we even use some organizational software. And Dom loves when he can figure out ways to make that organizational software work for us even better. So he stumbled across some some ways that he could optimize some of the automizations that are just built into the programming of the software that we could use to make our life a little simpler. And he was just all about it. Uh, it was all about finding a way to make it work even better. Cause uh, you know, it's like, you know, anything that we could do to, to, to save a little bit of time. And I said, yeah, you know, cause you know, we're, we're both such late, you know, we both identify as lazy people. And uh, which is funny, both had a good laugh at it. He, he laughed as I was saying it. He goes, yeah, Mr. Murph every week, <laughs> Murph every week, all summer long run 60 miles with my dog. Yeah. Totally lazy. Totally <laughs> lazy. <laughs> it's funny. I, you know, I, I often look at when I take, you know, a little bit of time to sit on the couch and watch some TV or just hang out with Slade and Onyx, my two German Shepherds, and do much, not much of anything. Uh, and I look at that, and I, you know, I, I sometimes get mad at myself during that time, as though I'm wasting that time, and it all comes from a mindset that has been set into me for a very long time for obvious reasons. And it's a mindset of self-discipline. It's a mindset of mastering myself, of always pushing myself and not giving in to those moments of weakness. And there's a reason that I choose discipline. And there's a reason that I preach self-discipline. Now I may use the term discipline today, but when I use it, um, I, I generally will mean self-discipline. Um just colloquially using discipline in its place just to understand the differentiation. The the difference is the source, right? The military is a very disciplined environment, right? When you're in the military, there's a drill sergeant there to make sure you're doing everything you're supposed to do. The higher ranks are making sure you walk in a room, they walk in a room, you stand their attention, you know, all the structure comes from other people. And as a result, those soldiers develop self-discipline where They get to the point where they don't need those drill sergeants. They don't need those other people to tell them what to do. They just develop it for themselves. And it's for a very similar reason that I strive to keep a disciplined atmosphere in my school and why I'm so big on building self-discipline, why it's something that means so much to me and how I identify myself, Um, and then why it's something that I try to teach my students to do as well. So... Now that we understand the differentiation between discipline and self-discipline, we can understand how discipline is not a bad thing. It's just the first step, right? Think about it this way. There are kids in school who are fantastically studious in school. You put them in a school environment with a teacher, and that teacher can get that kid to sit down and read or work on his math or whatever it is, and the kid performs really, really well in school. And then that same kid has to go home and do that same kind of stuff in homework. And now he's absent of that figure that was his source of self-discipline, the person he leaned on to be disciplined. And now all of a sudden he has a much, much harder time sitting down, staying on task, being focused, all of the things that seem to come so easily in school. Why? Because we remove the source, right? Think about it in a negative for a second, right? I'm sure you've all had a splinter in your life. I know I certainly have. And that splinter's in your finger or it's in your toe. And man, it's hurting. It's hurting. It's hurting. It's hurting. And then you get the tweezers out of the sewing needle out and you manage to pop that sucker out. And sure, the wound is still there. But man, so much of the discomfort is gone because you got rid of the source. Now, if we flip this into positive, it's the same reason that a great mentor can draw so much out of people. It's why. When we look at the career of Mike Tyson, to pick one athlete, I you know uh, uh, off the top of my head, and we look at his career when he was with Customato. When he was with Customato was when he was the conqueror, was when he was the scariest man walking the planet Earth. Not that Mike Tyson's not scary now. I'm not going gonna to argue that with you. But when he was the scariest boxer on the planet, when you tuned in because you knew you were going to see an execution, it's when he was with Customato. because Customato found a way to connect with his athlete and draw more out of his athlete than that athlete would have been able to draw out of himself. And his further career was certainly proof of exactly that. Because later on in his career, after Cus passed away, Mike was not nearly as successful. He was a lot more scatterbrained. He fell into some of the, the trappings that come with success sometimes, you know some of the things that, and that are negatively brought by success from that other attention and so forth. Because he did not have the level of self-discipline akin to what the level of discipline that cussed Drew. So back after a slight technical difficulty there, apologies. Uh, moving on. Uh, Continuing on that idea of Costomato and and Mike Tyson, just the idea that that coach, that mentor was able to draw so much more out of himself. And that's why it's important, even for a a person who has a high level of self discipline, to have a mentor, to have someone who can push them to do even better than they would. And that's really, really important. You know, um, when we look at high level athletes, You know, these are guys, like, I I look at, like, the UFC fighters that we train the Tiger Shulmans, and you look at, like, for example, Julio Arce, just picking one off the top of my head. You know, Julio happens to be competing this weekend, not why I'm picking him. He's just the first person I think of when I think about self-discipline, because Julio is is the picture of consistency. You, You never see a headquarters class go on without Julio there. He's always in shape. He's always on weight. He's always close to where he needs to be in order to get to uh being being there for fight day and so forth. Uh, you know, he's he's always ready. And he he like I said, he's a consistent as consistent can be a very self-disciplined man. He's not the uh, he's not the guy that a coach would need to get after to be like, oh Julio, are you are you doing your extra cardio? You got a fight coming up? Oh, Julio, are you making sure you're eating right? Because you got a fight coming up. Never. Julio's not that guy. He he doesn't need that person. Yet still, he has those people. He has Heger Schulman. He has Shian Shulman. He has even his original instructor, Shian Godhofer, that are with him, around him, motivating him all the time to draw even more out of him. To get him to the, to the incredibly high level he can get himself, these people can get him to yet another level, which is why he has them. But again, the important thing is that by being around a disciplined environment, by being around a positive mentor, you're really developing self discipline. You're de- developing the, abel- uh, the ability to push yourself harder than most people would. And again, let's go back to military examples. Why is it so important that people in the military have a high level of self discipline? Well, simple. They're being taught and trained in order to face the most extreme environment that the world has to offer the battlefield, right? And even amid all that, they have to keep their wits about them. They have to maintain their level of training. They have to not only take care of themselves, but also their teammates. And they still have to achieve their mission and remember their training while in this horribly extreme environment. That's why boot camp and things like that are so extreme in terms of discipline level. That's why, like, you know, we look at some of the extreme things they go through. It's done to develop such a disciplined atmosphere that the level of self-discipline that these soldiers draw from it is unbelievable, that they're able to achieve in anything, that the discipline sticks with them for forever. So now that we've defined discipline and self-discipline, after a word from our sponsor, I'll go into why it is that I choose discipline and that I breed, that I try to teach discipline and that I preach discipline. So once again, as always, this episode is brought to you by Magic Mind. As you know, Magic Mind is the world's first productivity shot. It's a one shot taken right alongside of our place of your morning coffee. And as you guys are well aware, they have this awesome campaign going on right now called 14 Days of Magic. It is a social media campaign for the uninitiated. Long story short, what you're going to do is you're going to go to magicmind.co slash 14 Days of Magic. Then you're going to enter my promo code, Sensei14, to get 20% off. You're going to subscribe to get even more savings. Then over the next 14 days, you're going to post on social media uh, 14 days of you bettering yourself, of you doing good in the world, whether that means helping others or just being a better you. And over the course of those 14 days, you're going to post on social media as many times as you can using the hashtag 14 Days of Magic. Because for every 10,000 times that 14 days of magic, that hashtag appears on social media, there's a donation being placed to the Amazon rainforest. So definitely, as much as you can be involved. Once again, to get your magic mind, you're going to go to magicmind.co slash 14 days of magic. You're going to enter promo code Sensei14 for your 20% off. And then you're going to subscribe to get even more savings. As always, you're going to take these shots because not only are they going to help you focus, build your creativity, help your energy, they're also going to decrease your stress and oxidation, and of course, they're going to help with soreness, right? Not only are they going to to help you be a better you, they can help you do everything you do that much better. Magic mind, do more, stress less. So back as to why I choose discipline and why it's something that I preach so heartily and why it's something... That I like for my life. And honestly, when I, it's fun, funny, there are times in life where I find myself not unhappy. That would be the wrong word, but maybe not feeling satisfied or feeling like I'm not doing enough. That's probably the best way to put it. Like I'm not doing enough. It's when I don't have something additional that I'm doing, when I don't have that thing that's a little more than normal um, that I'm doing, a standard that I'm holding myself to or, you know, this challenge or something, it's when I don't have one of those. That's when I feel a little like I'm not doing what I should be doing. So to that end, why? Why? Simple. Because I know that when I am, when it's like 90 day challenge time, for example, and I know that as my students are eating super clean, I'm trying to eat even cleaner. They're working out really hard. I'm trying to work out even harder you know we're doing uh the 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 murph challenge right or doing the the dog walk challenge or even even si- simple little things you know like i've been doing a lot of uh, reading about the benefits of salt in your diet and how as a culture we we have too too little salt actually and uh, i've been you know one of the things that the the expert that i've been reading into preaches is having uh hydrating yourself first thing in the morning and post-workout with salt water. And, how, and even that's something simple, but I've been doing that for the past week or so, you know, just because it's something that I'm forcing myself to adhere to that I wouldn't normally do, that the average person wouldn't. You know, it's like a uh, silly thing. Anytime I go down in the basement in my house, that's where my pull-up bar is. And the toll for when I go down in the basement is I got to do five pull-ups. You know, why? Why do I impose that upon myself? For a simple reason because I like looking at that pull-up bar, being frustrated as I go downstairs. and It sounds silly that I like that, but I like it because I know that every time in life that I push myself to do something I don't want to do, I know that my mind is getting stronger because of it. It's very simple. It's a very simple fact. Anytime that you forego short-term pleasure for long-term gain, you're not only bettering your overall well-being, but you're strengthening your mind to make positive choices in the tough moments. Because where is a person defined? Are they defined in their average everyday? I don't really think they are. You don't see who a person is there. You see who they are when the chips are down. To steal it line from the Joker, you see who they are in those moments. Right? When you see a person who will continue to push themselves long after others would give in, you'll see a person who would succeed no matter what the odds are. And that, that my friends, that's why I preach self-discipline. That's why it's something to me that's such a big deal. That's why I strive to get my students to push themselves and why I want them to build that same mindset, why I want them to impose them upon themselves. Things like our 90 day challenge, you know, Little things like like even as a school for the 15th anniversary of my school, we did a 5K. We're not a running club, but we ran. It was uncomfortable. It was something we didn't love to do, but we did it. Because again, we're battling self versus self. There's no greater battle. And it's the the great thing about it is because it's self versus self, you're going to win. You're going to win, right? Because there is such a value in pushing yourself. One of the greatest examples that I use of this frequently is a bottle of water when someone is working. So one of the things that you see if you walk past a traditional gym, you know, an LA Fitness, a Gold, something like that, everybody, especially the really good gym guys, they have their water with them. And the really good gym guys, they got a gallon of water with them so that you know that they're a real serious gym guy. And uh, that water is with them And it's with them the whole way. And whether they're on the treadmill or at the weights or whatever, they do whatever they're doing. They take a little pause. They take a long drag off the bottle of water. You know, they pause for another second, take another drag off the bottle of water, check some stuff on social media, and then get back to work. So why is the water there? And they will argue that physiologically, it is better for you if you have water while you're working out. And I would argue with them that the physiological benefit is very slight, but the psychological benefit of going without, that's way more valuable. That scale tips in one direction really, really hard. And the direction that tips in is the mental strength component. And it's why in my school, I encourage people to not look for the moments of comfort, right? As human beings, it's what we're programmed to do. We seek comfort all the time. Why would we not, right? It's it, we feel like we earn it, and of course we do. But it's in the moments. I'm not talking about that hour you carve out of the day, where you've already done everything you're supposed to do, or you have time, or you have all your stuff scheduled up, and you take a little time to relax. I'm not talking about that time. I'm talking about that time where you're looking at the clock and you're like, you know what? I may, I could probably fit a work at it. I could probably fit a work at it. And that little hum and ha kind of moment, in that moment, that hum and ha, that's what defines you right there. That's what kind of person you are. I've talked about the story before where, you know, ultra marathoner and and super motivator, David Goggins talks about, you know, there are days that he stares at his running shoes for, for an hour before he goes out and runs. And he has also the four-letter words that he yells at himself in his mind. And at the end of the day, he realizes, I just got to get done. I just got to get, it's just, Miles got to get run. They have to get run. So I got to do it. I think the same way. I think that there is a value in disciplining yourself. I think there's a value in pushing yourself to do things that you don't always want to do. There's a value in expanding your comfort zone, but there's a much bigger value in the mental strength that comes from pushing yourself past where you're comfortable, past what you know you would like to do. To me, that's where real success is made. That's where real strides are made, right? We as human beings love our comfort zone. Of course, that's why it's called the comfort zone. We're very, very comfortable there. But because we love that comfort zone, the comfort zone is all about no movement. It's about no improvement. It's about everything staying status quo. But I don't know about you. I like to always be a little bit better. You know, my birthday just passed on the 4th. And I thought to—I always think to myself, how am I going to make this year better than the previous year? What am I going to do differently? What am I going to do better? What am I going to make sure that I do? So that way, at the end of this year, I'm in some ways better than I was at the beginning of it. And I do that every year. I do it every new year. You know, I, I, anytime there's a real landmark for me to look back and and measure, I always try to. And like I said, you, you guys know what a fan I am of doing difficult things and and, and you know challenges that I impose upon myself. I, I impose the dog walk challenge on myself, even like, I said dog run challenge. Really, I impose the Murph challenge on myself. I impose that five pull-up tax on myself. Myself, I, I do those things to myself all the time. I impose a stricter diet on myself than I do all my students during the 90 day challenge. I do it for longer than they do it because I know that there's value in making myself uncomfortable in being able to make that choice and defeat that little voice in the back of our mind, because every human being has it. That little voice that whispers you to you in moments of weakness, that tells you to be easy on yourself, that tells you to choose comfort over progress. I don't believe in that. I believe that there are times where comfort is the right answer. But you know what those times are. You set them. There are also times where comfort is the wrong answer. And it's much more important to avoid comfort than it is to give in to it. That It's very important to go through those difficult things, to be tough on ourselves, to push ourselves. That matters. That's what we're about, right? To me, that's the martial arts mindset in a nutshell you you, you want to do you're feeling at a 10 push-ups good do 15 right you, your arms are tired after three rounds in the bag. good do three more your legs and your lungs are so tired from 20 round kicks good do 10 more that's what we do as martial artists and it's what i apply to my whole life i'm not happy i'm not satisfied in life i don't feel like i'm doing enough if i'm if i don't have something that i'm subject, subjecting myself to that's a little uncomfortable That maybe I don't like to do, but I know there's value in it. And the fact that I'm choosing the long-term need, the long-term goal over the short-term comfort, that's valuable. And it's something I encourage you to do as well. So as we're coming to a close here this week, I want you guys to start to think about the things that you're going to subject yourself to. I mean, think about it. They don't have to be huge things. I mean, right now, one of the simple things, like I told you, is just hydrating with salt water at the the beginning of the day and after I work out. That's a very simple thing. Or like five pull-ups when I walk in my basement. I want you to find things like that. Silly little things, stupid things. Oh, every time I put my shoes on, I do 10 push-ups. Stupid little things, but impose them on yourself. Make them a tax that you pay yourself. And you're investing in yourself, like I say at the end of every episode. But the more important thing is, you're getting yourself better. You're building your mind stronger. You're doing things that are going to benefit you in the long run. But more important than the physiological benefit of any of it is the psychological benefit, is knowing who is in control. Not that little voice in the back of your head. You. You're in the driver's seat. So that's all I have for you guys this week. As always, you can reach me via email, sensei Leonelli at gmail.com. You can find me on Facebook. I'm Sensei James Leonelli. On Twitter and Instagram, I'm at Sensei underscore Leonelli. You can find everywhere I am on the internet at my link tree, linktr.ee slash Sensei Leonelli. You can find out more about my school online at tsksmithtown.com. You can find us on Facebook. On Facebook, we're at facebook.com slash Tiger Shulman Smithtown. On Twitter and Instagram, we're at T S M A underscore Smithtown. You can find out more about the Tiger showman's organization as a whole at tsk.com. See if you can find the uh, location near you. Uh, as always, you can find the podcast at Sensei's Weekly Mindset on Instagram. Make sure that you guys leave yourself a like the podcast, Right, subscribe, get your new episodes every Wednesday, leave a rate, leave a review. That just helps. But the most important thing you guys can do for me, please, please, please is share the podcast, share the link with friends, put it on your social media put it out there. And the more people that listen, the happier or campier I am. So that's all I have for you guys this week. Until next time, my friends, invest in yourselves. I'll see you guys on the map.